Welcome to another episode of the New Channel Sports Podcast. On this episode, we play buy or sell, discussing LeBron James, Chris Paul, the Philadelphia 76ers, and boxing. We also talk about the Brooklyn Nets being eliminated from the playoffs by the Boston Celtics. We discuss Kevin Durant's legacy and is Kevin Durant a superstar and has he always been a superstar? For a superstar of his caliber to be so lost in the series, it begs the question, was he ever a superstar? Now, let me explain, because there are going to be people who turn off their radios right now, wherever listen to this podcast. Lear, hear me out. How I define a superstar is a player. When they go on your team, no matter what team it is, you have championship aspirations. And for years, we've all kind of had the consensus belief that Kevin Durant is that guy. But in this series, he proved not to be. I picked the Brooklyn Nets to win this series for one reason and one reason alone. Kevin Durant. I thought he was the best player on the floor. And in this series, Jason Tatum defended him and outscored him. He, he basically outplayed him on both ends of the floor. For me, that's embarrassing. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the New Channel Sports Podcast. My name is O.N.E., the one and only. Do me a huge favor. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, go ahead and subscribe. You can do that on any major podcast platform available, or you can go to our website, newchannelsports.net, and subscribe there. That's new channel spelled N-U channel sports.net. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on Twitter. Check us out on YouTube as well. You can also check us out on Afro Vibes Television. Download the Roku app. Check out the Afro Vibes app as well. Go there so you can see our wonderful faces there. We have an excellent show in store for you today. I'm pretty excited about this show. I am joined by one of the best co-hosts in all of America, the phenomenal one, Chris. How are we doing, bro? doing good man let's get to it let's get to it indeed we're not even going to do anything any kind of segment going into it we're just going to get right into this show we're going to get right into what we're talking about and you can go ahead and call this whatever you want to call it you can call it uh the brooklyn nets you can call it kevin durant's legacy but we're going to really just dive into that the brooklyn nets have been eliminated from the playoffs they were swept by the boston celtics four games to to none and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are out of the playoffs. Do you have any initial thoughts or takeaways on this, Chris, as the Brooklyn Nets are eliminated from the playoffs? Well, there's so many things and places to dive into, but the buck starts and stops with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant years ago had a famous back and forth with reporters after he had a couple of bad games. He says, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. <laughs> and I thought we were going to have that moment in this series versus the Boston Celtics. And we did not. And time and time again, for all the KD fans or even the KD haters, the question has always been, can he carry a team to a championship? And in his career, he simply has not. 
And a lot of people are going to pile on KD, and I'm not going to be the person to completely pile on him. But I will say this. This series right here is the biggest mark on a superstar's career in my lifetime, right? So I started watching basketball in the 90s. In my entire life, I have never seen a superstar crash and burn out of a playoff series quite like Kevin Durant did here because he didn't have any injuries associated with him. He was able to play. There was nothing about, you know, a foot injury or a hand injury or a hamstring or anything of that nature. By all intents and purposes, he was healthy and he was absolutely shut down. And the thing that gets me the most is when you call yourself a superstar, you can't get shut down. Maybe you get shut down in game one. Maybe even get shut down in game two. But to get shut down in game three and to a large extent getting shut down in game four, it's embarrassing. It's hard to watch and it's hard to fathom. But even more than that, it's hard to even put his place in history after this series because there are so many people that said, He's better than LeBron James, or he's right where LeBron James is. And that absolutely is false, and it's absolutely not the case. Even if you're one of those people that never mentioned him with LeBron James, you got to look at him now and say, Steph Curry? Because I think skill-wise, watching them-wise, he's clearly better than Steph. But you look at Steph's career, and like Steph can say, I led a team to a championship. And KD, you got to ask yourself, those two championship rings that he has— He left a what? Uh, He went to a team that won 73 games, 73 games. He joined that team to win two championships. So if those championships had asterisks before, now they have double asterisks. So I feel bad for the cat because I don't like to pile on him because it just he seems like a pretty chill dude. And he does have his clapbacks, which makes it great for NBA fans. But this was a tough, tough series to watch. It's interesting that you brought up the word leader or leading a team to a championship as many times as you did. Uh, I want to play a clip from what Charles Barkley had to say about Kevin Durant and about him Uh and being the the bus driver, as we will say. Here's the clip from Charles Barkley. Is Kevin Durant a great, great player? He is. And he's been stifled by Boston. And I was going to go there. And and let me tell you something. I don't want to badmouth the dude, but I'm... I, I, see, you guys always talk about that championship stuff. I try to tell y'all, all these bus riders, they don't mean nothing to me. If you ain't driving the bus, don't walk around talking about you a champion. If you riding the bus, I don't want to hear it. Come on, Shaq, tell them. All these guys walk around with these championship rings. Hey, y'all bus riders. But let That's me tell you something. Road, when you bust, when you're the bus driver and you got all that pressure where you have to play well, are you going to get the blame? That's a different animal. It's a different animal. But I, I think also guys, guys are on the bus. Yeah. They're more also important. given directions. Given directions. No, no. There are guys that are on that bus giving directions. They're not just sitting there. Yeah, they just own the bus. No, because, no, no, because no. let me tell you something. No, the, the, the Clippers, Ke- because let me tell you something. Okay, because Kevin Durant's not on the bus. He's just not on the bus. No. But never he, on what, bus. what has happened when he was driving the bus? Well, he's never just... No, but what was happening when he was driving the bus? He lost to the finals. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, he did. And okay. then when he was in Oklahoma City again... But he but, was driving... You don't think yeah. he was the bus driver in, in Golden State? No, I do not. You don't think he was the best player on that team? Uh, no, I do not. Wow. I do. 
Well, you can say that, but he... he I thought he was the best player. You don't join no 73-win team and talk about you... But he was the best player. No, he, he got MVP. He wasn't the best player. Iguodala wasn't the best player. He got MVP. Stop that. All right. Well, All right, so that was Charles Barkley on um, TNT talking about Kevin Durant and whether or not he is a great player or not and whether or not he drove that bus when he was on that Golden State Warrior team and led them to those two championships. And I would like to say that regardless of what we're talking about right now, as far as Kevin Durant is concerned, he deserves all this criticism because of the decision that he made to join the Golden State Warriors, right? The Golden State Warriors were 73-9. and He made a decision to join that team after he blew a 3-1 lead with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then he joined that team who was already good without him. They made it to the finals without him, and they lost. They fell short to LeBron James. So he decided to go on that team, and because he had a decision, which was a very questionable decision at the time, this is why he's getting all this criticism right now as far as what he's doing in Brooklyn. Did he drive that bus when he was in Golden State, or was it Steph Curry? I think it's a legit question, right? The question you asked. And I, don't, and I didn't mean to cut you off. I think maybe you were asking it rhetorically, so I'll be brief. I think Steph Curry may have let him sit in the front seat. But Steph Curry, and after this series, for me, it's obvious that Steph was always driving that bus. Yeah, but it's put into question now because of what's happening. Now, I would go on the record to say that Kevin Durant was driving that bus. But the question here now are what makes it such an asterisk by Kevin Durant's name is that Steph Curry drove a bus without him and won a championship. Kevin Durant has not won a championship without Steph Curry. Okay. Same thing with Kyrie to a lesser degree. We already know Kyrie's not, you know, on that level, but he was not able to win a championship without LeBron James. You look at Kobe and Shaq. Kobe won a championship with Shaq. Shaq was driving the bus the first two years, but Kobe proved he can win a championship on his own when Shaq left, and he won a championship. Dwayne Wade won a championship before LeBron James joined the Miami Heat. So they were proven to be able to be leaders of a team or drive the bus and be that that leader to their team to able to win a championship. Kevin Durant hasn't proven that yet. Now, I do think that when you look at Kevin Durant, he is obviously someone you look at, and you look at that guy and be like, yes, that's a guy that can drive the bus. He is someone that you look at. He has all... The intangibles, he has all the abilities to lead your team to a championship. Has he done it? No. And because of the choice he made, right? You look at what LeBron James did. You look at what Allen Iverson did. You look at what Hakeem Olajuwon and Dirk Nowitzki did. They were able to lead their teams to the finals. And with Hakeem Olajuwon and Dirk Nowitzki, they were able to lead their teams to the finals and win. They won that one championship with that team of role players and there were no other real superstars on their team, right? And I give them more credit for what they did as opposed to what Kevin Durant did because when you look at the passengers, if you want to call them passengers on the bus, you have Steph Curry, you have Klay Thompson, you have uh, Draymond Green, you have a team that went 73-9, and the most wins in any regular season. So it's not like he was carrying a heavy load going to that finals and winning it. He didn't have to do too much. When you put more of the heavy load on him or more pressure on him, right now it is proven that he can't do it. He can't lead a team to a championship. And I think, like I said in the beginning, all this is putting the blame on him or the criticism on him right now because of that choice that he made to join Golden State 
way back when, when they already had 73 wins without him. Now that team, they feel like they need to get over the hump, but they got a player that put them way over the hump. They could have got any, not any other player, but he could have got another suitable player and they still could have done what they have, what they were able to do without Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's obvious, and that's why the Golden State move looks worse and worse every day. We're talking about a bus if you want to continue using that metaphor. If you want to argue that Durant was driving that bus in Golden State when he was there for those two years, I'm not willing to concede that, but I will say this. That was not an ordinary bus. That was a double-decker, full AC, seat belts on every seat, bathroom in he the was, back. He was Everything very, was working right on that bus. He was very comfortable on that bus, yes. I, I, yeah, I, there was, there was nothing saying. difficult about that drive, so I don't want to hear about this two Golden State rings anymore and that's essentially what Chuck was saying on Inside the NBA but there's another point here that needs to be made and that is it is tough being a superstar because in Kevin Durant's career he's always had another guy taking the brunt of the blame you know in OKC it's Russell Westbrook taking the blame in Golden State there was no one else to take the blame and now in Brooklyn he's finally had a place where he gets all of the criticism all of it. And what happened was he was simply unable to do anything with it. There was numerous times in this series where I hesitate to say a grown man quit, not to the, to the stature of Kevin Durant. I'm not going to say he quit, but he was so lost out there. He looked like a quarterback. You know, the perfect example I have is Sam Darnold when he was playing against Bill Belichick. And they're like, what's wrong? And say, I'm seeing ghosts. <laughs> like, I'm seeing ghosts right now. That's what he looked like. And for a superstar of his caliber to be so lost in a series, it begs the question. Was he ever a superstar? Now, let me explain, because there are going to be people who turn off their radios right now or wherever listen to this podcast. Lear, hear me out. How I define a superstar is a player. When they go on your team, no matter what team it is, you have championship aspirations. And for years, we've all kind of had the consensus belief that Kevin Durant is that guy. But in this series, he proved not to be. I picked the Brooklyn Nets to win this series for one reason and one reason alone. Kevin Durant. I thought he was the best player on the floor. And in this series, Jason Tatum defended him and outscored him. He he basically outplayed him on both ends of the floor. For me, that's embarrassing. Because you look at a guy like a LeBron James, and all the people listening to this podcast say, oh, Chris, we knew you are going to bring LeBron James into this. Of course I'm going to bring LeBron James into this. LeBron James, I understand it was a couple years back, beat this Boston Celtics team with the worst team that Kevin Durant had with the Nets. And I'm just surprised that Kevin Durant couldn't get a game. But even more than that, his inability to spread the ball around, to move the ball around, around and have his teammates be efficient now there is a big blame in this a big chunk of the blame is Steve Nash he had no idea all the Celtics were doing was we're loading up around Kevin Durant and we'll double him when we're not he's not around the paint and they had no answer for that there were so many things they could have done in this series and they didn't so not all the blame goes on Kevin Durant but my thing is this if you're a superstar if you're a great player you get one game I even think James Harden in his prime gets a game in this series. James ain't winning this series. Let's keep it a buck. But at least he gets a game. Steph is going to get a game. I I just, LeBron's going to get a game. Giannis is going to get games. And I just even, maybe even Nikola Jokic. You know how I feel about Nikola Jokic. I think maybe even (laughs) he gets a game. It's embarrassing is what this ends up being. And we haven't even touched on the big guy in the room, and and that's uh, Kyrie Irving. Essentially, in my opinion, Kevin Durant has made horrible decisions in his career. One, he may say, I have my rings, I don't care. I think going to Golden State, hindsight's 2020, is a horrible decision. Because those those rings 
as of today, because he's been eliminated, are tainted in my book, right? And then he made the decision not to only to not only leave Golden State, but to leave Golden State and team up with Kyrie Irving, a guy that couldn't play with LeBron James. So I just I don't get it. I think he made two horrible decisions. And essentially, if he doesn't figure things out next season, we could question his career because he is moving further and further and further back. Because before this series, I certainly had Kevin Durant over Dirk Nowitzki. After this series, I don't know. I truly don't know. That's a fair argument. And I agree with most of what you're saying. After this series, I do question whether or not I put him in front of Dirk Nowitzki. You can also question whether or not he is actually a better player than Steph Curry. Because if you believe, Chris, that Steph Curry was ultimately the driver of that bus, Charles Barkley also believed that Steph Curry was a driver of that bus when he was in Golden State. So that would mean that not only did Steph Curry help Kevin Durant win a championship, Steph Curry also got a championship without Kevin Durant. So why would anybody think that overall Steph Curry might be the better player than Kevin Durant? Now, we had a discussion. Well, I think it's one of those things where it, it's, it's a you know it when you see it. I like As much as I want to get on Kevin right now and as much as I want to say things about him, it's like I've seen them both play. I truly believe that Kevin Durant is overall the better player. But I hear what you're saying. As far as an argument that could be made, Steph won one without KD. He won two with KD. And let's be honest, so far in these playoffs, and we could talk about this if we want to, so far in these playoffs, we're going to pick a team that's going to go to the finals and win it. You look at the Warriors, so he may get another one without KD. So, I mean, I'll put it like this. If he wins another title without KD, the, the, the argument that KD is better would be, would be asinine. And I've said that numerous times with your whack takes lately, but... My take would be whack and asinine if I continue making that argument. And I see your face right there. You just get that, get that anguish when I said that. But um, I just, I just, I just can't. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to say I can't believe what I saw, but I can't believe what I saw. I'll be honest with you. I just, I can't believe that they didn't get a game. I thought they'd see the thing is, and I hate bringing them up too. Is you think about Kobe, right? Kobe's lost series similar to this, where his team's lost, they weren't, it just didn't work out. But at least Kobe gets a game. And even when they don't even get games won, he'll still get 40. He'll get 50, right? He'll get a lot of points, but like, all right, well, you know, he still did his thing. There's no game in the series where you're like, okay, Durant did his thing. And that's just shocking to me. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. I did have Boston win this series, but I thought it would be more so as far as Jason Tatum coming to his own and kind of willing that Boston Celtics team to win that series. I thought it would go six or seven. The fact that the Nets got swept by the Boston Celtics and the fact that Kevin Durant looked so lost and like you said, he saw ghosts, that surprised me too. I, I would have never have thought that in my wildest dreams that the Nets would have gotten swept. But you know what this made me think of? As far as Kevin Durant's legacy, I think that if people don't take into account what players have to go through to get to their legacy and what kind of um, fortunes they have in place in order to cement their legacy. Let's look at Michael Jordan, for instance. OK, Michael Jordan is arguably not arguably, but, you know, he's he's what some consider to be the greatest of all time. He has Scottie Pippen now. Whether or not you want to say that Scottie Pippen was a superstar or not, he was one of the greatest role players to ever play the game. And regardless of what you want to say, without Scottie Pippen, he has not won a championship. Vice versa with Scottie Pippen. He hasn't won a championship without Michael Jordan. He also had Phil Jackson as his coach. 
uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time. So when you put those two things into the equation, you look at how fortunate Michael Jordan was to have that player of that caliber know his role and play the role to his utmost highest ability. That is something that people don't really take into account. Okay, when you look at Kevin Durant, he made I know he made the decision to go to Golden State. But now that decision is backfired on him 110 percent because he has not able to do anything since he left Golden State. And he may be a better player than Steph Curry. And I, I, I will go on the record and say that. I know I thought about we had a conversation last night about it. And I was kind of, you know, in the moment saying what I was saying. But I, based on the eye test, yes, Kevin Durant is a better player than Steph Curry. I will go ahead and say that. I'll go on a limb and just say that. But because of the decision that Kevin Durant has made throughout the course of his career, that is in question. And someone who's just looking on paper and sees what Steph Curry has done and what Kevin Durant has done, they may not look at it that way. But Kevin Durant is a bus driver, okay? He is someone you look at and you want How him is to he drive a bus the driver, bus. Bro? Whether or not he's going to... No, he no, look, look, on paper, he's a bus driver, Chris. That's, that's what he is. I know he's taking a lot of slack, but look, if Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are in a draft, you're going to draft Kevin Durant first. You are going to, based on all the intangibles, yeah. you are going to draft him. Yeah, you, see, see, so I like, I like that you bring that. You're going to draft him. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. I like that you bring that up. Hold on. And you're going to draft him. You're going to draft him with the idea that he is going to be the main guy on your team, that he is going to help your team win a championship. And that's what I mean. He has all the intangibles. He has the look of a bus driver. Now, how well can he do it? Right now, it's been proven that he can't do it that well, especially when he doesn't have Steph Curry on his side. As much as Steph Curry has won all those championships, the fact that he's playing with Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, that helps him out a lot as well. If Steph Curry had come into the league and played on another team that wasn't as well organized or best fit his abilities, we may not be talking about Steph Curry the way we are right now. I, I, I understand. Well, let, let, me, let, let me say this. He put a let, lot of the, the onus on himself because of the decisions he made. Yeah, man, I I might do a 180 here because coming into the playoffs, somebody said, I don't know who it was. They called Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant the most skilled duo in NBA history, and they just got swept. And watching Kevin Durant play, I had to ask myself a question. Is he a great overall player or is he just a great scorer? And if he's just a great scorer, then that's even worse because he didn't score in a series where his team needed him. And in every game in this series, no game was decided by more than seven points. So if he's such a great scorer, if he just scored, they would have won. So is he really a great scorer? I know it's just one series. We're going crazy here, but it's just it's one of those things where if everybody on the defense is looking at you to stop you, and you're not scoring, are you really a great scorer? And that's kind of the point that Charles Barkley was making there. It's like, if you're so great, <clears throat> don't tell me that you're great and be unable to score. And I know a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast and say, how can you bring up Harden? But even as much as y'all like to make fun of Harden, as much as everybody likes to say he doesn't show up in big games, I can't think of a series where, and we know when he was with the Rockets, everybody was trying to stop him. I just can't think of a series where they're like, yeah, Harden just didn't show up and score at all. Like, he may have bad games, but not an entire series. It's just, for me, it's just baffling. So when you ask the question, who are you going to take in the draft, Steph or Durant? 
I really got to think about that. Maybe I'm doing a 180 here. I, I might be doing a 180 here You're because definitely doing when I think about it, at least with Steph, you got this. Let me say this with Steph. With Steph, he's not just a shooter. And he's not a point guard from the point where he's going to get you a whole bunch of assists. But his constant movement puts you in a position where you're constantly chasing him and things open up for other players. I am 100% sure. This is not 50%. This ain't 20%. This this ain't 30%. I am 100% sure if you take Kevin Durant out of the nets and you put Steph Curry in, they at least get a game because you can't hold Steph the way that the Boston Celtics were attempting to hold Kevin Durant and were successful in doing it because Kevin Durant just didn't make plays. And Steph Curry, his movement alone makes plays. So, I mean, I might be doing a 180 here. I'm not so sure I'm taking Kevin Durant because you talk about him driving the bus. In his career, when he's driven the bus, he hasn't won anything. It's simple. He hasn't won anything. So, I mean, if you're a Steph, you're looking around like, bro, I've driven my bus. I've I've taken my bus to multiple championships and multiple rings. And without a Herculean effort by who I believe is the greatest player of all time, he would have had even more rings. So, for me, it's just, it's it's really, really tough defending Kevin Durant today. Maybe maybe tomorrow will be better, bro. (laughs) But today is tough. Yeah, and it. We had a conversation as game three was happening. It's almost like we're on the opposite sides of the equation now because I was pretty much saying what you were saying. And now I'm going to be saying what you're saying now. And it's funny. But when I have more time to really think about it and think about what happened and now that it's all over and that they've gotten swept, I just want to put into the equation how difficult it is, like you said, to be a superstar in this league and to actually lead your team to a championship. There are a lot of things, a lot of components that go into play in order for you to do that. Now, I will blame Kevin Durant for picking Kyrie Irving as his sidekick. Okay, I didn't think that was a good idea. I don't think that they mesh well together. But hopefully, this is another topic for another story, another topic for another day. When Ben Simmons is added to the equation, that might help out a little bit as well. But that's another topic for another day. I don't want to get to that right now. Please, please yeah, I'm do not, not mention. No, no, you, you went there. No, 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 no. Don't do that. You went there. So we got to talk. No, we I have we never. My, let me just finish first. Let me just finish first. Let me just finish first. I think right, that a, a lot of the. The, a lot of the stuff that goes to the equation is who you play with and who you're coached by. We just saw Steve Nash get out coached in this series. We saw that. And that goes into part of it. And I do want to take time to say that that is part of the reason why Kevin Durant was not able to adjust as well. Now, don't get me wrong. Another player, maybe like a Steph Curry or, or, or Michael Jordan or even a Kobe Bryant, they would have figured out a way on their own to adjust. But those players still had great coaches to lead them. All right. So it is very tough for me to say that Kevin Durant is not a great player. I still think he's a great player. And you're right, Chris. And Charles Barkley's right, right bro, too. Nobody well. said he's not a great player, man. No, 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 no. no that, I, said no, that. You, you said that if he's not doing more than actually scoring, then what really makes him a great player? Because if you can eliminate that one aspect of your game and you can't do anything else to help your team win, then are you really a great player? You just said that. No, I, and I and I get that, uh, and, and I'm asking the question because you know there's levels to this, right? So there's levels to it. So I, I got to be clear when I, when I ha- ask that question, 
like when he, I'm really thinking about Steph Curry, right? Because if you take Steph Curry's three point shooting away, he's still moving around. You still got to respect him. So other things open up. They took away Kevin Durant's ability to score, and he just was another. He was a passenger. That's what he looked like. He was a passenger on a bus, and on that bus, no one was driving. If anyone was driving, I don't think anyone was driving. And it, it crashed and it burned. So it, it just looked very bad. But you brought up, um, what's his name, Ben Simmons. So I got to get this point across. I got to get this, dude. Ben Simmons was traded to the Nets. And every single time where there was an opportunity for him to play, he said he'd play earlier in April. I think he said he'd play in March, then April. Then he'd come up and maybe show up for game two. Scratch that, can't show up for game three. I'll definitely show up for game four. And then he woke up the day before game four. was like, ah, my back hurts. Like, this dude, I don't want to call him a quitter. I, I'm, a, I'm trying not to use that language, but I'll be honest with you. He's one of those guys where you don't want in the bunker with you when war is going around. You just don't because he's going to end up getting you killed. That's essentially what he says. He's not going to show up. If I were an NBA player and I have a legacy like a Kevin Durant, like a Kyrie Irving, and I'm a head coach like a Steve Nash, I don't want anything to do with Ben Simmons. I'm not interested because he's not there for his teammates. He's not there for his fans. He's not there for the city. And he's not even there for himself. And the thing that pisses me off the most is if you want to be out, go be out. But you can't be out collecting 20 plus million dollars and saying, oh, well, you know, things are going wrong. No, bro. That's just it doesn't make any sense. And if I were a player in the NBA, I would man, I would hate him. This is another word to use. I would hate him because Damn. we all know when the owners are looking around, the owners are no seriously. When the collective bargaining agreement comes back around, I think Stephen A. mentioned this too on his shows. But when the collective bargaining agreement comes around, the owners are going to say, "Oh yeah, what Ben Simmons did, yeah, we're not doing that again. We're not doing that again. You better play, or you're not getting paid." Because that's essentially what Ben Simmons has done. If, if they took Ben Simmons's money away, he would have played, and I find that to be quite sad. Hmm. Well, I, I will get more into Ben Simmons later on. I just think that that might be a piece that helps them on later on next year when they're trying to get their chemistry together. Because let's be honest, this Nets team had no opportunity this year to really build any chemistry. And I think that's also part of it. The fact that they had no chemistry I going into why the playoffs is. was part of the reason why I did not see them escaping this first round matchup with the Boston Celtics. Ben Simmons, he has his own problems. I think he's trying to secure the bag as far as what happened with him in Philadelphia. That's why he's not playing. Hopefully sometime next year he plays. I don't know. We'll all find out sooner or later when next season rolls around. But right now, as far as the Brooklyn Nets are concerned, they are out. They got swept by the Boston Celtics. And we're just here to wonder whether or not they're going to keep all the pieces together. I know, Chris, you were saying that they should find a way to get rid of Steve Nash, that he is not the coach for this team. Um, and I'll, I'll agree with that. I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger and do that and find someone else to coach. But I do think that in the long run, they should keep the, that three together and see what they can do next year when they have a, a little bit more of an opportunity to play together. Now, you talked about um, injuries when we talked privately as that being a, a, a big obstacle in them actually building chemistry. Because right now, you know, they're up there in age and we can't expect them to say healthy throughout the course of the season we just can't expect them to do that they're going to be injured and it's going to be hard to build that chemistry but i do look at this team next year if they can just keep it together somehow some way maybe they can bounce back next year 
Yeah, there's too many ifs for me. Um, you talk about the chemistry. The chemistry is not there because they're always injured. Kyrie Irving obviously wasn't injured this year, but he had the vaccine thing. But it could be anything that could keep him out next season because he's kind of in his own world, not to make fun of him, but it's just the reality of the situation. He may decide during the middle of the season that he wants out for a little bit. So the chemistry issue is always going to be an issue. But if Steve Nash is the coach next year, that means they learn nothing. There is absolutely zero reason that Steve Nash needs to be coaching another NBA team in his life. There's no reason to. He has Kevin Durant. He has Kyrie Irving. He had no idea what he was doing. No plays were drawn. No sets were run. Timeouts weren't called appropriately. I have no idea what he was telling them. No adjustment was made throughout this entire series. Not the one. Not the one. There is no reason that Steve Nash should coach another team in his life. He should even coach a youth team. He ain't coaching wow. my kids' team. He shouldn't coach nobody's team. He should stay away. What he should do is go play soccer and enjoy the rest of his life. He seems to be a good human being, but he should avoid coaching at all costs. Damn. You just you just poo-pooed all over Steve Nash. I'm not going to disagree with you much there, though. I, I didn't see a good head coaching job by Steve Nash I did not but it's going to be interesting to see what the Brooklyn Nets do from here on out let's end off this show with a little buy or sell should he stay or should he go we tell you on buy or sell alright so this past Saturday Tyson Fury retained his heavyweight belt with a TKO over Dylan White Chris you buying or selling that boxing will eventually one day get back to his heyday well, no, the answer is no. And the reason is there's too many goddamn governing bodies, man. You got the WBO, the WBA, the WBC, the IBF, the IB. Like, it's just it's too many governing bodies. And the problem is we haven't seen the mega fights, right? So we've been wanting to see Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. We haven't gotten to see that. Maybe Anthony Joshua and DeAndre Deontay Wilder. Haven't seen that. So the problem is they don't have any governing bodies. And the UFC... Um, when Dana White says two big time fighters are fighting, they're fighting. And there's something special about that. And in boxing, it just don't have that. So until they get that governing body situation worked out, which they never will because there's too much money involved, um, they'll get it together. So maybe if there's just another person who's a billionaire that has their own league and basically eschews these stupid governing bodies, then maybe we'll get it back to its heyday. I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm, de- I'm definitely selling that as well. All right. Chris Paul is 0-14 when Scott Foster is refereeing. Is there something to Chris Paul not winning when Scott Foster referees? Buying or selling? Um, I think, oh, I definitely got to buy that. Um, I think there is something to it. I think at this point, it's even psychological for Chris and Chris's teams, right? And the teams that are playing Chris, right? If I'm on, if I'm the Pelicans and I see, you know, game six back in New Orleans when they're playing there, it's like, hey, Scott, Scott going to be out there. We got this. There is there is a certain edge that you will have. So I'm buying that. I do think there is something there. I don't know if Scott's necessarily doing things on purpose, but I will say this. Scott Foster was the one who was refereeing game four of the Celtics and the Nets. And the foul he called for to get Jason Tatum fouled out in that game was just it was asinine. It made no sense. He was making just... The Celtics somehow won when the, it seemed to me that the referees are trying quite hard to make it a close game and give the Nets a chance. And, um, yeah, there's something about Scott Foster that rubs me the wrong way. I'm not saying he's a cheater or anything like that, but sometimes he has just questionable, questionable calls. 
Yeah, I think there's something to it as well. I'm going to go ahead and buy that. I don't know, like you said, if it's something psychological, like when Chris Paul actually sees him there, he's like, oh, man, not not this guy. Or if it's actually that Scott Foster is doing something to make it to where he doesn't want Chris Paul to win. Now, the combined record with Chris Paul and James Harden is 1-27, which I just now learned. And that one game was a game in which Chris Paul and James Harden played against one another. So that's also another interesting stat there for you as well. So you can go ahead and um, think about that. And last on buy or sell, Shaq a while back said that no one in the league is afraid of LeBron James. Chris, you buying or selling that no one feared LeBron James? Well, I'm definitely selling that. And you just look at this Boston Celtics series that we spent most of this podcast talking about. That Boston Celtics team was really humbled by LeBron James after they were up 2-0. And LeBron James took just a bandwagon of guys. You talk about a bus. I mean, LeBron was driving a bus and he had just straight up guys. <laughs> just, just dudes on a bus that you don't even know their names, bro. And he took them to the finals. I think they definitely feared LeBron. And I also think, not just LeBron, I think guys fear Steph. I think guys fear, at least into this series, Kevin Durant. I think there's definitely fear of Giannis Antetokounmpo because there's a respect for these guys. So I think most of the really good players in the league, there's fear there. Yeah, you brought up the key word there. It's a respect factor. And I think for the most part, players do respect LeBron James, especially when he was in his prime and in his heyday. So I think that, yeah, there is a respect there. Uh, I don't know what Shaq is necessarily talking about. I'll have to really dive into that a little bit more to see exactly where Shaq's head was when he said that. Because I, I do believe that there was a level of fear and respect for LeBron James. I think Kevin, Kevin Durant even said it, not Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett even said it later on on a podcast that they definitely feared LeBron James when he was in Cleveland and they were matching up against him they feared him they definitely did but they wanted to make it tough for him it was kind of like the way the Pistons have a level of fear and respect for Michael Jordan when he was coming through facing those bad boys the Boston Celtics had a definite level of fear and respect for LeBron James when he was playing up against them yeah I agree with that can I throw you a curveball can I add one more by yourself bro go ahead man all right, so while we've been recording this podcast, the Raptors have defeated the 76ers. Are you serious? And now they were down 0-3. They're going back to Canada for game six. Woo. Are you buying or selling that Doc Rivers is going to blow yet another big-time lead in the playoffs? And this would be the biggest in NBA history. Hmm. I'm selling it. I'm selling it just because. But if you are a <laughs> Philadelphia 76er fan, you should be pooping in your pants right now. You should be scared as F, all right? Because the fact that your team was up three games to zero, you have James Harden, you have Doc Rivers, who has given up the most 3-1 leads in NBA history, you should be scared as all hell right now. I'm going to sell just because I do believe that Joel Embiid is going to find a way to carry the Philadelphia 76ers to a win. But other than that, there look, I'm going to tell you something right now. This says everything that you need to say about that Philadelphia 76 team and why I don't think they're going to win a championship. Because even though teams do win games, the fact that they're not able to close this series out and it's going to it's 3-2 right now, you should be scared as hell if you're a 76er fan. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. You should be definitely scared. And you think about like from Doc Rivers' standpoint, he's like, God, please. He's probably praying. I, I don't think there's any exes. Bro, they got he's blown praying, out. God, please don't let me lose. Bro, yeah. 103 to 88? Yeah, it was a beat down. I thought they it was a close game at home. least. No, the game was not close. They got beat down at home. And I'll say this, though. Joel Embiid is clearly not healthy. Right, Joel Embiid is not healthy. His thumb oh. is really bothering him. He's just not healthy. So I'm, I'm going ahead. I, I asked the question. I'm going to go ahead and buy it. I think the Sixers are going to be the first team in NBA history to lose a three three zero lead. How you, how you going to say that? You just you just gave all this praise to James Harden. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling you because well, because James Harden James Harden is clearly not right. In, like he he can give you twenty and ten. He's not that guy um, from Houston. And so there. Were, yeah, so he can give you twenty and ten. You got Tyrese Maxey, but they have a lot of young guys. So this is like the this is a perfect mixture uh, of guys and, and belief. And then you have on the other end, you have guys who have been there, like Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam, right? And you have a coach Nick mm. Nurse that makes so many great adjustments. This is the perfect concoction for a team to blow a three zero lead. And mm. I'm gonna go ahead and buy it. I think this series is cooked, man. I had the Sixers potentially going to the finals, and I think they're cooked. Man. If you watch Game Five, they look gassed. They look cooked. Joel Embiid is clearly not healthy, and Doc Rivers is panicking again. You can see in his face he's panicking. He doesn't want to blow another lead, but it looks like they're going to blow it. And if they don't win Game Six, Game Six is a must win. I'm gonna tell you right now, Game Six is a must win because they're not going to go back to feeling win. I'm telling you that right now. That crowd is going to be all over them. Every single missed shot, they're going to be groans. They're going to be right. eye rolls. They mm. better get it done in Canada. They better get it done in Canada, man. That's must see TV though, bro. I kind of would like to see. Oh yeah, the I can't wait. So they go to Philadelphia, and I can see that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh man, I tell you right now, I tell you. You know who's on the edge of the seat cheering? Ben Simmons. Oh nah, I'm wow, <laughs> he's cheering lying, for the bro. Raptors. Let's get it lying, done, bro. baby. Let's would, go all the way, baby. <laughs> man, I love Doc Rivers, and I would hate to see this happen to him. I really would. So I have to hope that Philadelphia closes us out in Philadelphia. I mean, in um. Toronto, and this doesn't happen, but we shall see, man. Wow. Wow. If this is your first time checking out our podcast, please go ahead and subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform available. You can also go to our website, newchannelsports.net. New channel spelled N-U-channelsports.net. You can subscribe there as well. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on Twitter. You can also give us... um a follow on YouTube as well. Uh, you can check us out on Afro Vibes TV. Download the Roku app so you can check us out there. Uh, you got anything else for us, Chris? Or that's pretty much it. We good, bro. We good. All right. Until next time, I have been the one and only Oenyi, joined by the phenomenal one, Chris. We are out. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.